Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship, located in Southeast Ontario. Unitarian Universalism is a progressive free faith grounded in the promises of community and inspired by how we hold our shared faith's principles and sources. For more information about Canadian Unitarianism, please go to our website, kuf.ca, and our national website, cuc.ca. Welcome to the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship Sunday Service Message. I'm Reverend Beckett Coppola, and it is my honor and privilege, as always, to be with you. Today's message is called In This Together, because we are. The new day-to-day reality we're living is a rapidly changing and frequently heartbreaking one. This is proving to be a moment of stillness, for some, and a time of extreme busyness for those in professions that are essential, that are frontline, and for all that labor that was lifted up earlier, that in the busy world that we left behind is invisible labor. And more than anything, this is another moment when we could choose to exercise our faith, our hope, our spirituality, and compassion. And when I say exercise, I literally mean flexing metaphorical muscles, because otherwise they will atrophy. Yet, as this all winds up and has wound up over the past weeks, What did you think you are going to be doing with your time at home? Did you have grand plans of some 101 projects that you thought you would start and complete the minute that you were home and self-isolating and had all of this time on your hands, and yet you haven't even started one? That's fine. There's a lot of folks noticing exactly that. Or maybe, are you having trouble just getting up in the morning and noticing that your brain is so foggy you can't even read an article or a book? Did you know that that's a normal response to trauma? Living in a time of a pandemic counts as trauma. Hearing about people you love in the hospital counts as trauma. It's okay to be grieving. Experiencing brain fog is a piece of that. What about naps? Is anybody napping a little bit more than they did? Or maybe wishing they could nap, but for some reason not giving themselves permission, even though they're home? Needing extra sleep is also a natural response to a moment like this. What would happen if we all took this moment to let go of the overachieving 
and the hyper-performing and the compulsive work ethic, the addiction to being busy every second of every day. Let's let go of guilt and shame about not using every moment to do and instead spend some time being. Spend some time planting seeds. Spend some time flexing muscles that might otherwise atrophy. We are in moments of physical distancing. We are in moments of new ways of connection. There are ways even now so early in the tragedy of this global pandemic that we can really truly find and build silver linings and in that find resilience. There are crocuses in my front yard that have pushed their brilliant faces up from the winter soil What a perfect moment, spring, Palm Sunday. What a perfect moment for us to be planting seeds, the seeds of resilience that we will need in the weeks to come. We have been very suddenly liberated from what used to be our day-to-day normal. We may, when we get to the other side of us, this, we may decide not to pick up all of the things that we've had to put down. We may decide not to pick up the busyness, the tasks, the overachieving. In these days of the first wave of COVID-19, we have the time, truly, to search for the alchemy, to look for the magic, and to celebrate silver linings, because these things are the very hope that will help us heal as the griefs accumulate in charts filled with statistics, every single one of whom has a name and an age and a dream for a tomorrow that they didn't get. I'd like to share a poem with you from Juan Ramon Jimenez. This poem is called Seas, S-E-A-S, as in the ocean. Seas. I have a feeling that my boat has struck down there in the depths against a great thing. And nothing happens. Nothing. Silence. Waves. Nothing happens? Or has everything happened? And we are standing now, quietly, in a new life? Has everything happened? And are we now standing, quietly, in a new life? There is a slowly growing understanding of this idea, isn't there? That we're moving into a new life, a new normal, and that there are things that will out of necessity be changed quite significantly in the months to come. 
but there is a capacity for recovery, for getting back up when we have fallen. If we can surrender to the new normal, if we can see that this truly is a new life, a new day, that these are the days of our lives and how are we going to make the most of them? I think we're already doing it. We're allowing ourselves to adapt and evolve so quickly. We're finding ways to live and gather and connect and keep elements of normal, like a Sunday gathering that, if I count right, has around 79 adults in the room with us right now, and perhaps a few children. And I haven't counted the cats and dogs and other pets, but I think perhaps that should start being counted among our attendance numbers. We are gathering just like we would on any other Sunday. Different, but similar. We have moved online as a community with incredible speed and curiosity and courage all across our faith movement. And indeed, in many faiths, this has happened. People you would never expect to see in a video conference, in a Zoom meeting, have plunged forth with incredible perseverance. I am so excited to see all your faces and hear your voices in this room. This is resilience in action. This is the human desire also to be connected to one another. This is our seventh principle, that thing which calls us to do this very uncomfortable for some of us thing of being in a video conference. This is our commitment, our call, our natural instinct to connect. And there are even learnings and opportunities to flex the muscles that I was talking about, to flex compassion muscles and... And so much more, even in the really unfortunate and bad experiences of this pandemic. I will admit that I have had a very hard time thinking and speaking from a place of love and compassion about the trolls and the disruptors and the bad elements that have been trying to break into Zoom rooms and disrupt worship services. I have been very challenged by those people who insist on bringing malicious intent into the world around them And yet it's those people who are our best teachers, isn't it? Isn't it the most difficult person, the most difficult people around us who become our teachers in these moments? How can I be compassionate and yet have boundaries, be sharp, be direct, be strong, use heated words, but speak from a place of love and compassion and not pound on my desk because you can probably hear that.
There are also unexpected good experiences in some of what we're doing right now. One of the magical things I found over these past few weeks is that after one of our last services together and a coffee hour, literally for weeks, I've been hearing about some of the amazing conversations you had in the breakout rooms. This new technology may leave us with relationships we didn't have with one another a few months ago. Relationships with newcomers from all over North America who are joining us today in this room. This may give newcomers and visitors an avenue to join us on Sunday when they couldn't before. In some sense, this platform democratizes geography, doesn't it? You don't have to drive an hour or take a plane to get to Kingston to join us on Sunday morning. One silver lining that I've heard about is that any folks who have some hearing loss or who have hearing assistive devices are actually finding it easier to join in and hear and participate because they can adapt the controls and the sound on their end. And because when we get into a breakout room, there's only a few voices there, not 80 voices, a cacophony in a room that overloads a hearing assistive device. And I've been thinking about my day-to-day normal, wondering if there's anything I'm not going to be picking back up when we get to the other side of this. Or perhaps new things that I've picked up that I'm going to carry forward. You know, I've been doing a lot of cooking and I'm I'm actually starting to grow things again in my kitchen window. So far, we're only up to green onions and sprouts. But I'd love to grow things again in my kitchen and in my kitchen garden. I haven't done that in years. I'm loving having days where I don't get in my car and drive. I'm even developing a newfound respect for the idea of a staycation, which has not been admittedly my experience of the past few weeks. Um, because I've been busier than, than ever because of all of the change around us. But I've certainly had conversations with folks who have been furloughed or laid off and suddenly without a normal day-to-day experience who've been thrust into a staycation, whether they liked it or not. And even though I'm busy, there's a different quality to it. Because like I talked about a few weeks ago, we're coming together. We're orienting towards compassion and hope, towards community and connection. And for me, the silver linings, for me, the alchemy of this moment is something I want to be focused on. Everything is about the interdependent web, the way we are connected to one another and the means we use to get there. Specifically, the network of hearts and minds and voices that are the sum of my love existent in the world, so many of whom are right here today. 
This web is so clear to me in these moments and the twinkle lights keeping it glowing are the people I'm reaching out to more than ever. And perhaps this is true of all of us. We even received an email in the office this week from a woman in upstate New York searching for a Canadian UU woman she met many years ago who she remembers fondly and wants to be reconnected with. And we may have found the link we needed to get them connected again. This idea of alchemy, it's, it's percolating all around us. What what unexpected change can the unexpected force of any series of events bring about in our lives? Right? There is a teaching for us here in this. Resilience and post-traumatic growth are both forms of psychological and spiritual alchemy. Resilience and post-traumatic growth are both forms of psychological and spiritual alchemy. So how do we find it? What can we do to stimulate and encourage this for ourselves and those beloved to us? We get spiritual exercise. Hope. Hope is a muscle. Faith is a muscle. Compassion is a muscle. Spirituality, too, is a muscle. If we don't exercise them, they will become weakened. And in the event this is helpful, the most welcoming definition of spirituality that I've come across comes from Dr. Brene Brown. Spirituality is recognizing and celebrating that we are inextricably connected to one another by a power greater than all of us, and that our connection to that power and to one another is grounded in love and belonging. So what now? Have you always wanted to start a meditation practice? Let's do it. Let's make that one of the tasks in this moment instead of the to-do list. The do, do, do. Let's practice. What about poetry? Have you wanted to write poetry? Did you write poetry in high school and haven't looked at it or done it since? Go for it. Would sitting in a chair looking out a window at clouds moving and crocuses growing for an hour or two feel calming? Give yourself permission to do this. How about a nap? Does a nap sound good right now? Not right now, later this afternoon. Why not give yourself that gift? And I suppose you're all muted. I suppose if somebody starts snoring, it's really not that big a deal. Give yourself permission to nap. Are you home with children or people you wouldn't be home with normally for 14 hours a day or longer? Be patient. Be kind, be compassionate. And if you need a timeout, take one. Yes, timeouts are for grown-ups too. There are innumerable ways for us to engage these muscles, work with getting stronger in our faith and our connection to others. 
and plant lots of seeds now so that we will have green shoots around us to nourish us in the difficult moments that will accompany this time. Our boat has struck against a great thing, a large thing. And this stillness we are in is indeed our quietly forming new life. May hope follow us, walk beside us, and carry us when we cannot bear to take another step. May compassion guide us to give ourselves and others space, understanding, and care. And may our spiritual well-being, our immeasurable connection to one another, grounded in love and belonging, light the path we now walk. Hariyom, Shanti, Shalom, Peace. Blessed be. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service podcast from the Kingston Unitarian Fellowship. Please feel free to check back each month for additional episodes. And if you're able to contribute financially to this community-supported enterprise, we would deeply appreciate your generosity in any amount.